Hello, and welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week, we are going to talk about drains and how to work them into your practice. But before we get that going, please don't forget to like, subscribe, send us a review, whatever makes your little heart happy on any of your podcast listening apps. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, CastBox, who even knows anymore. But you can find us everywhere. You can find us at LunarMagicTeaTime.com. You can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. There's a Facebook group, Lunar Magic Tea Time, and a Facebook page, and we've been very faithful about updating those. You can follow us over on Instagram. I think you need to look up my name, which is Kristen Fadit. Feel free to find us over there, but it's the same content most of the time as on <laughs> Facebook. Oh, you can find us on Tumblr too, Lunar Magic Tea Time. I was over there anyway. <laughs> so, dreams. We all have them, even if we don't remember them. Enough science has been put into this to know that we do dream, even if we don't remember it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's human nature to kind of want to understand what our brains are doing when we're supposed to be playing dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way. Moving to the other realm. Yes. So, So why do our brains tell stories when we're asleep? And do those stories have meaning? is really the upshot of that. And while we don't really understand the science behind why we dream, if you've been listening any amount of time, you know Nancy and I are both about the science. We are, I think we both come from the the school of magic is simply science that hasn't been fully explained yet. Exactly, but you do need to look at the science. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, you know, people, no, 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 we're not. Okay, okay. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's a rabbit hole for a later episode, I would think. I mean, there's some theories behind why we dream. Like we may be processing information. We may be using it to problem solve without actively problem solving. Yeah. Think of it, um, you know, when we're daydreaming or when we're dissociating even, which is technically what a daydream is, where you kind of checked out from what's going on in the world around you for a minute. Mm-hmm. Your brain is doing the problem solving. It may not be doing it well, but, (laughs) you know. Uh, So processing information we've gathered through the day, reorganizing it, filing away memories the way it needs to be done or whatever. It can just be our imagination, having a little bit of a wander sometimes. Some of my dreams, friends. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I fall I fall in such a different category that I couldn't even Google it. My alternate ending dreams. Well, that's why I was like, we're just, this is, I'll give some rundowns and a little bit of information in my notes. But for the most part, we're just going to have a chat. Yep. So we know through oral histories and through science and through whatever, we know that there are basic things that cross cultures, that cross age groups that cross demographic, basic themes in dreams that we all are open. And I'm just gonna run them down really fast because they're real fast. Falling, being naked in public, <laughs> being chased, and this can be broken down into three three little subcategories, being chased by an animal, being chased by an unknown chaser, or being chased by a person of a different gender or sex, uh, losing teeth. I have and I hate it. Oh my God. Dying, taking a test, infidelity, yours or another person, flying. I have that a lot. 
pregnancy, yeah. finding new rooms or passages. Hmm. Oh, those are my favorites. I have those all the time and I flip and love it. Huh. Oh, they're so exciting. <laughs> um, not being able to find a toilet slash having to pee and we've all had those and they wake up immediately i've never had that oh my god uh being late and and finding money i have had i'm I'm looking at the list nancy has it in front of her as well yeah um i have had i've definitely had the being chased by animals dream falling losing teeth like i said dying and hey friends it is not true if you die in your dreams you do not die in real life ask me how I know. <laughs> I, I spent uh, several months, very stressful several months in my real life. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. We were going through a lot. Um, I think, yeah, it was in the middle of my postpartum depression. Mm. And so everything was a lot. And I remember like I was having night after night of what I was calling my final destination dreams because I would avoid death for like a chunk of the dream like I'd avoid and then yeah. something dumb would kill me oh, and I would spend the rest of the dream Were you watching that movie a lot when you <laughs> no I don't watch horror movies but I mean I'm part of the world at large and I am on the internet so I did know what it was about <laughs> like now, see, my dying dreams are just the opposite because I remember back when Jeremy was in high school and typical, you know, he wanted me to take him to in the dream. He wanted me to take him to the football game, but he wanted me sitting with, with them. So I was sitting over by myself and this dark haired guy came and sat next to me and started talking to me. And then he shot me in the head. <gasps> Fade to black came back to the part where I'm sitting by myself. He came over and sat by me and I moved. So Interesting. You got to so that's the kind of dreams. Disaster dream where people were invading our country. They were landing out in the field by my house. And I think there was like a bomb or something about And then it came back where I see the planes. Somehow I get armed and people around me armed. And we, what was the name of that? Red Dawned it. <laughs> we ended up taking back the... It's first. important to ask this question. Was it the Patrick Swayze version or the Hemsworth version? It probably would have been Patrick Swayze. Thank God. Okay. Yeah, yeah not the other one. No, it's important. These are, so those, those are the valid questions. So those are what I call my alternate ending, like catastrophe, you die or you did die. And suddenly I survive or I'm a hero. Some of the Interesting. Crazy dreams. Don't Interesting. Don't as much as often. The last one was the crazy one where um, well, I did dream that I went off the edge of a curvy road up in the mountains mm-hmm. and then managed to flip and land on the ledging. And then Amanda had the same kind of dream. And then it happened like in real life, like someone went oh off the road. That, the funniest one is the one where I was doing foster kids and they called me and told me they were dropping off a baby and I had older kids. I didn't have any at the time. So I'm like, oh my God, you can't. I don't have any of this stuff. And I took this pickup and somehow it was like this little dirt. <laughs> wasn't even a road. <laughs> and it flipped and it was a disaster. But all because they were going to drop a baby off with me. Yeah, I get that. And then it, I would have. <laughs> I don't know if that one reversed. But that's the kind of crazy dreams I have. And lots of flying. I see. I, not, I don't have a lot of, I don't think I've ever had a flying dream. Like I said, I've been chased. I used to have this reoccurring dream 
have a lot of reoccurring scenarios and yeah. sometimes places. But when I was younger, I used to have this reoccurring dream that I was being chased across the savanna by savanna animals. With, and it would it didn't matter. It never mattered. And I thought, that's a really weird dream. And I nearly had a panic attack uh, when I watched the first Jurassic Park because that scene where they're out in the, the guy and the two kids are kind of out. Mm-hmm. And then the herd of Gallimimus, I think it's Gallimimus. No, they were bigger than Gallimimus. Yeah, I know which one. But this whole herd comes up over the hill and they hide behind this. It was exactly like the dreams I used to have when I was a little kid. And I was just like, oh, okay. Don't like that. (laughs) But I've also, like I said, had the losing the teeth one. Finding new rooms is always relief because I... I never had that. Oh, one of my favorites. Oh, because I have a lot of reoccurring places. I will take a place I'm familiar with and kind of meld it into what I call my dream version of that place. Hmm. And it's not an idealized version. It's just what my brain does. So like I have a section um, when I was in... Um, when I was in college the first time, there used to be this section of downtown Spokane that I was really, really fond of. So I've rebuilt that as a dream place. Yeah, nice. And there's um, a a spot in the town of Leavenworth that I really love aesthetically. And so I've taken that and put it into another small town that I really love aesthetically and blended these two places into just this place I enjoy being in my dreams. But my favorite reoccurring space, and I haven't had this dream for a while, but I used to work in real life at a a historic home museum. Mm -hmm. And well, technically, I used to work at many of them, but but the um, this one. one specifically. And I dreamed, I had a dream where I went upstairs into the attic and opened up this door we hadn't seen before, and it led back into a closet that was all just stocked, like packed full. Nobody had known it was there, and it was hmm. packed full of vintage clothes oh wow (laughs) and I just remember like and I would go in my dreams like when I would go back there I would just pick out a new dress and just be like look at how pretty this dress is let's match shoes and gloves and like I would just play dress up I recently like this was you know a dream I was having up until not that long ago oh wow because it was I loved it you escape yeah yeah I loved it it was a place to escape and I just that I loved that yeah. So how can you use, how can you help yourself incorporate dreams into your practice? And I think very often people will say that the hardest part of using dreams as, their, as a part of their spiritual religious practice is remembering them. Mm-hmm. And that does take training and that does take work. Unless you're someone who's just like, it's, it's a skill. Some of us are more naturally inclined to remember them. Yeah. I have been training myself for literally decades to remember them as part of therapy and all of these other things. So how best to remember your dreams? And the short answer is write them down. If you awake, yeah, Yeah. right away. When you wake up, yeah, when you wake up, keep a notebook or your phone set already with notes open or something, like make it easy on yourself. Um, Or even use the voice recorder. Yeah, use a voice recorder. Uh, It doesn't have to be perfect. We're not aiming for perfect memory. And I'll get into why we're not aiming for perfect memory a little bit later. But if we're just training ourselves to remember it, 
if you have a dream and you remember it, you wake up, when you wake up, you write it down, you notate it, and then you revisit it. And then you build those pictures back in your head. And the reason you're doing that is you're teaching your brain, hey, I have this memory. And you're treating the dreams like a memory now. Yeah. Almost like a dictionary, like yep. a large dog means this. And mm-hmm. same thing with uh, Kedrick with my visions. Mm-hmm. Or looking at the, the cards and, and seeing something. Mm-hmm. So that's now the image of that means that to me. Well, we'll, we'll get to that because that's a little different than just writing them down to remember them. Yeah. But it, uh, yes, but especially if something sticks out to you. Because if you're someone who remembers your dreams, you'll know that like you will kind of come to in yeah. your dream in the middle of it and you know that you've been doing stuff you know you've been dreaming longer yeah like you know stuff was happening before you just don't it didn't matter it fades quick yeah and then that one and then you have your dream part and you wake up and you go okay well i don't know what we were doing before but now we're doing we were doing this thing and then you tell about the dream and you 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 say, so in my dream, I was picking strawberries and I came upon a fence and da, 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 da. And you just, right? Yeah. So what was, what's important in that sentence? Is it the fence? Is it the strawberries? That's up to the viewer. Yeah. Of the dream. The weird thing ever since I've had my visions and that, I don't remember my dreams as much. Because they're not as important to the work. visions, yeah. They're not as. The video clips. Yeah. Yeah. Because the dreams were your whatever, to higher self. Let's just call it higher yeah. self for right now. Trying to process we, something. Because yeah, if we self. try to name too many things in this episode, especially we're getting away from the science aspect that we just don't know yet. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Also, you can help train yourself to remember your dreams by telling yourself as you're falling asleep, when I dream tonight, I will wake up when I will wake up and remember my dream because you're priming your brain then and brains are weird little shits. <laughs> brains are weird little shits. Let's just that's I want that on a shirt. I'm pretty sure I could wear it to work. You could wear it to work. <laughs> pretty sure boss wouldn't care. She would go, I'll let you wear it, but you have to get one for me too. Okay. Um Okay. <laughs> um, no, so, so if you tell your brain, I'm gonna remember this dream. It may take a couple of weeks. It may take some time for you to start doing it. But if you're doing it faithfully, and that's the thing with any spiritual practice, you got to be doing it on the regular, right? Then you're priming your brain to remember. And then you've primed your brain to remember before you go to sleep. When you wake up from the dream, make it a habit. If you wake up in the middle of the night, especially if you really are dedicated to doing dream work, make it a dedication. Do the mantra before you go to sleep. If you wake up, even if you don't remember your dream, as you're walking, you know, as you need to go pee or whatever. When you sit up, make a ch- make a note. I woke up, didn't remember my dream. Yeah. Because now you're priming your brain. Yeah. Okay. To remember, to jot down what, so that you're establishing habit and practice. I have gotten out of the habit of meditating as often as I used to. And I know I've gotten out of that habit because it's harder for me to get into a meditative m- space. Yeah because I haven't been practicing. I can still do it, but it takes longer. Yeah, I'm so. hoping now that I can start being out in the back and getting my son, and I'm gonna refresh my sand and my little meditation square and that. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't a couple of weeks ago, I was back looking at my notepad and some of the visions I've had. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about all that shit. <laughs> I, have a, I had a dream journal that I was keeping for a really long time. And I found it not that long ago, and I was reading through it going, 
girl, are you okay? <laughs> are you friends? Do yeah. you need? No. So, <laughs> but now on to the interpretation part, which is really where everybody's like, yes, that's what I want to. Yeah. So here's the deal. You can walk into any, almost any bookstore and find several books on dream interpretation. And most of them will have the same general big things are going to be generally the same. There will be differences. Great. Buy one of those books. Do it. They're fine. Most of them are pretty good. But buy one you're not going to feel bad about writing up. Yeah. And marking up and making a mess of. Because it is important to note that if you're integrating dreams into your spiritual practice, they need to be about your spiritual practice. Yeah. And if you have a specific path you're following, then your symbols may be different than someone who is following a completely different path. Yeah. Like for me, if I saw a lot of crosses in a dream, it would mean something very different than it would to a avid Christian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and if that same avid Christian were to see a sword, yeah. Their interpretation of a sword is going to be different than mine, yeah. potentially. Potentially. Yeah. So it's important to note that when you're starting dream work as a spiritual practice, make note of the things, the symbology, and what it means to you. Exactly what you felt. Yeah. Like, um, example, with my um, music download, Patrick said, play them and what do the words mean to you? Mm -hmm. And when Sound of Silence made me cry. Silver bells? Mm-hmm. Nana. <laughs> Nana. Yeah. Nana. It's got to be what it means to you. What it how means you to you. Yeah. And exactly. if you have symbols that are especially important to you that are entirely your own, add them in. You may see them in dreams. So I have a sigil that is my personal sigil. If it showed up in Nancy's dream, it wouldn't even register to her because yeah. it doesn't mean anything to her. Yeah. It isn't her personal sigil, it's my personal sigil. So if you have those, note them down in your dream workbook. You know, make sure that you know what you're working with. If, like I said, if you have, like, if I suddenly saw a bunch of lotuses, I'd be like, that is really weird, but they don't have the same heavy duty religious meaning as they would to a Buddhist. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So if you're following a specific path, know the symbols of your path. Yeah. Like that's just basic, know the symbols of your path. But also be willing to note that you're going to have different experiences with the different symbols. Build as... Build your own little dictionary. Yeah. You're build, and that's what dreams are supposed to be anyway, right? Mm -hmm. is we're building our own little worlds to do whatever they're supposed to do. It doesn't matter if it's processing information or keep, you know, it doesn't matter why we do it. Yeah. The bottom line is everybody who dreams is building their own little world, yeah. good, bad, or ugly. Mm -hmm. Mine is pretty shopping-centered. <laughs> I just realized that. Anyway. <laughs> so when you're dealing with dream interpretation, you'll get a lot of this means this and this means that. Nah, nah. Not necessarily. Yeah. And if we're using it in a spiritual practice, we should be looking in. All spiritual practices should be a reflection inward. Yeah, I got preachy. Sorry about it. And the most effective way I've ever found is to just ask myself, how does that make me feel? How did the whole dream make me feel? Did a certain point, at a certain point, did I feel differently? Like, what was the progression of emotions yeah. through the dream? So I just had, thinking about this and thinking about my alternate endings, Mm -hmm. It might have been the message to me that you can manifest 
what you want and you don't have to accept your chosen path. Yes. Because I always yes. have those, nope, that's yeah. not going to happen. So it's my manifesting. It's a, selecting your future. You're in charge. You're the, yeah. Yeah. Very often when I, for a while, I was having dreams really frequently of way too many airplanes in the sky. And it would be like you'd be just out living your life, doing nothing. To give you a really good example of one, because it was really vivid, I was in my grandmother's front yard of the house that she had while I was growing up. I was a full-grown adult. And I'm in my grandmother, I'm in the yard, and her house overlooked a valley. There were planes everywhere, like filling up the valley, like they had flown into the valley. Oh, wow. It was creepy. Oh, God, it was creepy. And it, there were so many of them. Hmm. I am a person. I don't like swarms of anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah. I don't like too many of anything. Swarms yeah. of anything is just wrong. I yeah. don't like... I don't like swarming crowds, like milling crowds, fine. But if they start to do the swarmy movement, I'm out. Yeah. Zombies, they're already dead. That's the problem. No, I mean, die is fart. Oh, my it's God, done. I hate zombies. Move oh, my on. God, I hate them. Anything else? Uh, bugs. Too many bugs. One or two bees. Adorbsable. Like spiders and snakes. Adorbs. Oh, God, a swarm of snakes. Oh, God, I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> snake, it was under my garbage can. Mm -hmm. I just, oh God, the, too many I of any it. one thing. Too many of any one thing. I'm, I'm, I can't. I, jump scares? No thanks. Yeah. Uh, but that was the problem with this dream. Is there? You can't. A, you can't fit that many airplanes in that valley like that. They no, don't. A, you normal. can't be flying airplanes in a valley Air like that. Control like, would have had a and the whole point of that dream was building tension, building tension, building tension, slowly starting to freak out, slowly like, okay, now we're in full freak out mode. What do we do? What do we do? How do we, this is completely out of our control and it's something visibly very, very wrong. Something is going very, very wrong for this many airplanes to be where they are. But how did the dream end? I usually just get to the height of my panic point and wake up. Oh, they just don't all disperse. No. Well, one time there was a lot of bombs. I've had that dream. But then the alternate ending, I was ripped on and like... I didn't get alternate endings. It I, just was a lot. I died in that one, though. So how did this dream make you feel? Like some, like going so through that, the closet. All the death is like you're not in control. Yeah, exactly. You need to take control back. Exactly. But in the closet, like the dream of the closet... That's just a happy, comforting dream. I'm happy. Oh, with all the clothes in it? Yeah, <laughs> so many clothes. All the empty clothes? Yeah. Okay. I, you know, that dream makes me happy. It's comforting. The dream that I have, um, I will have dreams where I'm just trying to find somebody. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to meet somebody somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm wandering through wherever I'm wandering through, looking for this person. And it's a very neutral dream. There's no real emotion no, no anxiety just i can't find them sometimes curiosity if i pass something interesting or if I, you know but generally speaking not a lot of emotion to it yeah so what is the emotion what is that emotion trying to tell you is that emotion trying to tell you anything or are you just processing something that happened earlier yeah interesting like you have to be able to contextualize your stuff yeah too. and some dreams are just Oh, I fell asleep watching this horror movie and I dreamt of zombies. Like that's not that's not a message. That's it's just not your a body message. going. There's no zombies okay. coming for you. It is no. just yeah. And that's you know, like you're moving and you're in the okay. middle of a big scary move and all of a sudden you're having dreams where you can't find anything. Sweetie, that's not a message. When um, <laughs> when I worked at Tiffany's back in the day before technology, 
you had those little sail guns that had the red mm. tickets, and then like school, some like beginning of school or Easter or anything, you know. And I would dream like all night long. I'd be putting on sail stickers. Mm-hmm. That would just all night long. Yes, that was because that's what I was doing in the daytime. Yeah, and and you're and you're, you wake up tired. Yes, oh, Jesus. Why did I do that all night too? I didn't even get paid for that. Oh my gosh, that that is I just hate that. Your mind is like, why did this yeah, because you're task and now yeah. I'm just gonna keep it, and it can't yeah. let go of that for whatever reason. Yeah. Favorite dream is when I just walking down the street and then I just take off flying. No, oh, see, I don't get to do that. I don't. It's just like walk, 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 fly about five, eight feet around the ground, and then I just land. Like I had mm. some kind of little mini jetpack. No, no wings, no nothing. I just fly. And so does Kinley. That's amazing. And then she goes, "This she was only like two and a half, nine, maybe, I don't even think she was three. She goes, Nana, I'm really bummed I can't fly. I go, me Same too. She top. goes, but Nana, I really thought I could. I go, me too, in my dreams. She goes, yeah. Yeah, so I had a kid that thought she could fly. Maybe we came from another planet where we could do that. I had a kid that thought she could fly, and she tried, and it did not work, and yeah, we went try. to the hospital. But, she was like three going on 30. I really thought I could fly. Now it's the fairies. Knock it off! <laughs> I love that kid. So once you get to the point where you're dreaming regularly and you're taking good notes and you've built your sort of own personal lexicon or yeah. you at least know the things to expect, right? You're more familiar. You've invested some time into the research of your own dream world. How can you make it work for you? And this one, we like to call it, it, it lucid it's, it's lucid dreaming. And as someone who has lucid, lucidly, sure, what, what? I don't think that was anywhere. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) I have done lucid dreaming and it's amazing. It can be really powerful. For a while, I was very, very prone to horrific nightmares and I will not, I will not know. And with the help of my therapist, we figured out that part of the reason was I was feeling like I couldn't control anything and she helped me figure out how. And one of the ways you can do that is when you remember your dream, when you wake up from, if you're not somebody who can do like Nancy and rewind it back as part of your training to get there. Listen, if any of our listeners out there has the same kind of thing going on, let me know because I Googled it and it, it didn't show up. If you're just, you're going you're gonna to write down your dreams, you're going to dream, you're going to wake up, you're going to write it down. And if it's one that you're unhappy with, the ending or the person you're talking to or whatever rewrite it and it and it needs to be like verbalize it out loud physically write it down it can't just be a passive i didn't like this ending so we're gonna pretend it never happened no yeah. it needs you need to be a little more active it needs to be a little more action taking yeah resolve it when you've gotten to the point where you can see in your dream something coming that you know you're not gonna like and make those changes Because that's what happened with me is I would have these nightmares. I would see that a nightmare scenario was coming up and I'd be like, nope, instead of walking into it, I am going to, I'm not going to white lady into that night, that horror movie. I'm going to turn around and go get pizza. And when you get to the point where you can see the situation coming and you can start making conscious choices, you're lucid dreaming. The minute you're aware you're in a dream, that's lucid dreaming. 
I've had that when I was in school and those dreams where you dreamt like you went to school in your pajamas or mm-hmm. something like that and I'd go, oh, I'm dreaming so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. So I'm that's that's home. effectively, that's anytime you're aware that you're dreaming because mm-hmm. brains are dumb. They are. They don't know the difference between a dream and reality. Yeah. Because they're dumb. And so the minute you become aware you're in a dream, you're lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. And then you can hang on to that. And it doesn't take a whole lot to recondition yourself to be like, I don't like this. I'm going to go over here and do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I would really rather do here? So then you can start using that. And get to the point where you're actively, I'm dreaming now. Yeah. Look at that person over there. I bet they have something to tell me. Walk over to that person. Oh, talk to that. Talk yeah. to the people what in your the dream. of this? Why am I here? Why are you here? What are we doing? It doesn't matter what the question is. It's completely irrelevant to me what your conversations with your dream people are because yeah. they're your dream language. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Who shows up or what the meaning. Yeah. Ask them questions because this is a really good way to, if you get really good at it and you can start sitting with intention before you go to sleep. Tonight, I would like to dream about my mother. Yeah. You have your dream. You see a woman sitting across the park. She looks yes. like your mother. You walk over. It is your mother. Have a conversation with her. It doesn't yes. matter if you, it doesn't matter. It, it's all up. It's all about being active, but it really does require that active. I'm going to set my intention to dream tonight. When I dream, I'm going to write it down. If I don't like it, I'm going to rewrite it. In a and like I'm actually gonna write it out or yeah. retell the story as a story. I wonder if my alternate endings, even though it's not true, lucid, it's my brain just is processing like I don't like this ending. I'm just gonna change it. Yeah, maybe. So kind of I mean, version of um, lucid without even being aware. Maybe. I don't know. Because I've had a lot of those dreams. Do you feel like you have some control over? It's more like, like the one where I was shot in the head, like it came up, shot me, I felt it, I fade to black. Mm-hmm. The whole screen went black, comes back to color, I'm sitting there by myself again, he comes and sits next to me, I get up and move away, and went over where the hmm. Jeremy and Lowe's friends were sitting. And that's how, basically, you know, mm-hmm. I remember being there for a little bit, but that's how the dream ended. Interesting. One where we were being bombed and people dropping around the parachutes and everything. I think there was like things blew up and then the next thing I know, parachuting, somehow I end up being Ramba. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I, we, we red dawned it. Alternating. It just kind of, nope, uh, no, didn't like the bombs. Okay, let's try that again. What are we hmm. going to do? Okay, we'll have them land, but we'll have guns. And everybody in this area is going to fight, and we're going to take our part of the town back. Hmm. endings were... Interesting. Yeah. This would be interesting. Because, like, I've, I've done something similar, but it's not been in the same dream. It's been, like, consecutive nights. Yeah, like, and or, I saw research like, on that. Where yeah. Consecutively, and then the dream might change and yeah. interpret that. No, mine's all the same night. It's and, like, fade to black. Mm, no, hmm. let's go back. I'm not going to die. Interesting. Have you ever had, and this is kind of, have you ever had a dream where, like, you said you could feel getting shot? Yeah. Where you feel like... The one way I actually felt something was more the vision Mm -hmm. where the guy threw the ball at me and Mm -hmm. I felt... And not only did I feel the impact, but I could feel the perfect circle, like, still... Interesting. And that was my PLH. Because... 
I've had dreams where I can like I don't typically like feel the sensation of touching yeah. or anything like but mm-hmm. I've had a few where I've been like okay yes all that that was I have had dreams where I can smell something oh interesting but but one of that, my clairs that, is smell yeah so I just yeah. assume when I can smell something in a dream I'm just like oh shit have a little bit more meaning that's a definite sign yeah yeah if I'm smelling something it's a definite sign because I have that clair but I've never smelt anything in a dream or in vision, just presence in a house. Yeah. I smell smoke or cologne or something like that, but never in a um, vision sound. Yeah, see, I don't, and I also don't get a lot of sound. Like, it's more like if somebody's talking to me in a dream, yeah. I just know what they're saying. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, hear it. Like, it's not, although I have recently, like, since we moved. You've had a lot more activity. <laughs> I had a dream where I laughed myself awake. And I don't even remember because I said something in my dream. I said something fucking hilarious. (laughs) And I laughed so hard. I woke myself up because I was laughing. And I laughed so hard I woke up gray. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. And I was just like, I don't even know. I can't. And I couldn't tell you now what it was because I was so distracted. I was so like, I wonder what I said. But, like, I was... Because I've never done that before. No, I started with the 94. I hear the voice that goes, what does that mean? I go, I don't even know what you're talking about. You just randomly say shits and... Oh, we've been... It wasn't, yeah. like, something on the TV played or something. You know, I turn the TV off and fall asleep. What does that mean? I don't know anymore. Listen, or, Nancy, dude, if you're going to get my attention and then you don't say anything, that's just rude. See, if you start dream communicating, yeah. maybe they'll answer you. Well, the, when I did ask for, when I got the screenshots but no sound, I asked for closed caption, basically. Mm. And then I got the big red lighters, and then it went so fast. I go, now you guys are just being Now they're smart asses. asses. You can use dream work when you get good at it to talk to whomever you want. Historic, mm. like, and it doesn't, let's, let's pretend for one minute that dreams are just us processing information and trying to problem solve our lives. Mm-hmm. Why would it matter if you wanted to talk to... Abraham Lincoln about that. I bet he's got mm, some I good can advice. Ask him some shit. Right? Like, we don't need to know his life. We're looking at our life. You know what, what I mean? You think about what's going on right now. So oh, he's not. I mean, people. he was pretty states' rights. So, anyway, <laughs> Duggar documentary coming out on Amazon Prime next week. So, you should probably Yay. watch that. It's called Shiny Happy People and it's going to be freaking hilarious. Uh, Cults are amazing. Oh, that's awesome. I'm kind of excited. Uh, next week, next not next week. We next week. I'm making terrible choices with different people. Um, the next show. The next show will be. Oh, you have no idea the terrible choices I'm going to make next week. It's going to be amazing. I play D and D every I was alternate say, she, Thursday. She's not talking about real life choices. Yeah. She's talking about D and D. Yeah, I play D and D every Litha alternate Thursday. And yeah, Litha is next, and I am almost done with my portion of writing that. So I want some props for that because I'm never this early. Yay. One got a of lot my going on favorites in because it's your favorite. It's the longest day, and yep. it's gonna be nice. Except that you know what? You know who wins? We do. The Holly King wins. You know what the Holly King means? Santa! Oh, Santa! Oh, because there's a change. The six. Listen, I don't want to hear. That's that's <laughs> where I go wrong with Litha because to me, no, I know Litha. To around my birthday yeah. is my favorite part of the year. Yes. Don't be talking about Christmas yet. I got to get through King. summer and enjoy every single sunny day. But the Holly King. Yeah, I know. You just want, you just want Santa. Listen, Listen, no. 
because silver bells goes through my head enough. I do not need any more Christmas in my head. No. Nana, no. Sometimes I tell her, Nana, no. Don't. Yes, I also see. I, a star, a star. No, because I joke because I work with the Fae, and I fully consider Santa to be a Fae, and yeah. you, he sense. has yet to prove me wrong. So I always find that amusing. I just, it's amusing to me, and it cracks me up. And listen, this year I have a humongous house. <laughs> oh, there's going to be Santas everywhere. I yeah. The last couple of years, I haven't made Christmas vomit everywhere but this year I might have to do the 12 days of Christmas and get you a Santa every day <laughs> I am so excited because you can have the biggest tree oh we're gonna have well no it's not the biggest tree because I already have my tree but uh because I have to do the fake tree um but this year for Yule I have a five-year-old who will be super into it yes <laughs> yes I'm so excited Nice. And I've already been promised free reign. Uh, so that's our dream episode. Again, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, etc., etc., on all your favorite podcasting applications. I do not know what I listed off at the beginning of the show, and it doesn't matter. You can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. That's the website, lunarmagicteatime.com. Find us on Facebook. Uh, there's a group and a page. Please join us over there. I've been really good about posting every weekday most every weekday and uh you can find us on instagram and now tumblr lunar magic tea time as always have a magical day and enjoy the weather get outside we need to get grounded and get back outside and travel